Welcome to another installment of Engineering Money, the podcast where some full-time engineers give their two cents on the financial news of the week. Today, we have a little bit of a special episode here. Father's Day uh, special. Exactly. For Father's Day, we are going to be talking about some more... Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, higher order predictions on the market <laughs> and what the future is going to hold. And some altogether alternative some... truths. Alternative truths. That's what you could that's call a, That's a good title. That's that's what... So, my name is Ben. I am a civil engineer in Washington State. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm an infrastructure engineer in Indianapolis and part-time conspiracy theorist. And I am Joey, food products engineer in Minneapolis and a full-time wage slave. Awesome. Uh, so, before we get into... We, we each have picked out a theory that we're going to be talking about and discussing. Oh, but Ben, I have a small update. Yeah, so last week I talked about... Um, how I think that Nikola, um, the hydrogen fuel cell truck company, is a little, just a little bit fishy, you know, in my mind, from all the information I've seen. And then Bloomberg this past week released an article that stated, uh, in regards to the, the Nikola truck, uh, the people familiar with the truck who asked not to be identified said that they were concerned about the statements of uh, Nikola. They said that gears and motors were missing, and while the words H to zero emission hydrogen electric were emblazoned on the vehicle there was no fuel cell on board there wasn't a fuel cell in the truck we never claimed there was uh, milton said who's the ceo um, and he confirmed that the motors and gears weren't included in the vehicle for safety reasons uh, and obviously it's taking longer for nicola to enter the field than milton had hoped where originally he said uh, that they would be having deliveries of the hydrogen fuel cell truck in 2020 um, now they are less committal about that, and they're still forecasting no revenue for this year. I, I still think uh, it's, it seems like a pretty fishy company. Kind of reminds me of Theranos, but yeah, I told you guys. I, I'm definitely getting more and more uh, skeptical of the company because at first I gave it the benefit of the I think the hype shadier and done. shadier with the more I learn. Yeah, I, I agree. It sounds shady, but I think the hype's not done. It's gonna, it's gonna only get more hype and look better. And you know, Tim, you get to say, "I told you so," to a bigger and bigger crowd. <laughs> I sure hope so, Joey. All right, let's do some conspiracy theories. Yes, let's get right on into it. So I'm starting out with my theory. Um, a good reference, if you want to look into this further. Um, the book is called Road to Ruin, Jim Rickards. It's a pretty interesting book. Gets into some math of the market. But it definitely talks about how the situation surrounding the market is getting scarier and scarier over the years. The metaphor that this author uses that I totally agree with. The kangaroo it's market. Called ice, it's called Ice Nine. Have, have either of you heard of that before? I yeah, have like, not. Like in Cat's Cradle, Kurt Vonnegut. It's a... It's a cat's cradle reference, right? So, Wait, that, so what is it in Kirk Vonnegut? So what it is is uh, a special type of water. It's a special molecule, I guess. Well, it, it's a where... crystal structure. It's like water normally forms ice crystals in one structure, but what if they formed in a different way? What if there were a bunch and of different ices? Right, and with ice nine, it has um, a higher um, like literally freezing point. Ice literally ice okay. and it has a higher freezing point um and then 
if it touches other water molecules, it turns that water into ice nine. Okay. So you drop one molecule of ice nine into a river and the idea is exponentially grow. It'll touch all the waters around it, turning it into ice nine, so on and so forth until eventually the entire oceans of the world are just frozen ice nine. Yeah, but why would it be frozen? Because ice because it has nine, a higher freezing point. Right. It's, oh, it's like ice nine is a structure that stays solid even at like room temperature, hot temperature. Okay, I got you. So it basically is just a small input that freezes the entire global, and it's a metaphor for what they've done in market crashes before. It happened in 1914 in America, the 31 crash, 33 crash, and in 1971 was the last time this happened. It's called an ice nine freeze. Is that actually what they call it? Kind of. Yeah. Um, Whoa. What they do is they prevent you from withdrawing your money from one outlet. So the really well-known example is, you know, the, the loan companies, the banks in the great depression all shut their doors, didn't Mm -hmm. let people withdraw their money. So if that one outlet is closed, people will then go to a next outlet, whether it be like, you know, they have stocks or something, or they have, Uh, I don't know, some other way of withdrawing money. They go to that outlet and then they have to shut all those down. And eventually it perpetuates through the entire global system to a point where all money is frozen in place. They don't let people withdraw their money. They don't let people touch it. Everything freezes. Mm Mm-hmm. And they used to do it this way because they didn't want to print money. And doing the Ice Nine freeze sort of uh, halted a crash from getting worse. So now what they've been doing since 71 is instead of freezing people's cash or positions and whatever, now what they do is they just print more money, which, you know, messes with their balance sheet gets yeah. it more and more and, out of balance but now you don't have to keep all your money under your mattress right however there is a breaking point because there's going to be a point where the balance sheet is just so unstable that there's something happened with everything going on right now in america and the fact that the entire global monetary system is backed on the u.s dollar there's all this civil unrest there's a pandemic there's a lot of fear and distrust with the government it sounds crazy but it could happen where the u.s can't pay back debt from china or something Um, and if that were the case there's an organization that would step in and create the new world economic order and it's the imf which joey will talk about a little bit in his in his theory oh it's a player all right Yes. So the IMF, if you don't know, it was founded out of World War II, part of the United Nations. They formed this IMF, International Monetary Fund, and its mission is to prevent economic crashes like what they saw in the 30s. And they have their own currency. It's called an SD. Wait, is it U.S. based or is it like just like... It's United Nations. So it represents like... 189 189 countries are members but there are 24 uh directors is what they call them and it's like the big countries representing Mm -hmm. the big you know so big players um and they basically provide money to countries 
in the form of these SDRs, which stand for special drawing rights. But it's just another fiat currency, just like the dollar. That's that's the, the theory that the next crash, whatever it is, it's going to be large enough to um, make this SDR currency a bigger player. Because right now it's only in central governments. They borrow the money in the form of SDR that ha- and you know it has an exchange rate with the dollar. I mean, if they make SDRs look sick, then I'll be down. For- I mean, like now that our eyes are open, how, how can we prepare for this eventuality as far as keeping our own well-being stable? Buy gold. Buy gold. <laughs> okay, Ben. Gold doesn't even pay dividends. It doesn't pay dividends, but uh, there's a set amount of it. And as money grows and grows and grows in the fiat currency, gold yeah. uh, well, will just keep growing in value with inflation. How do we know it's not like diamonds where there's not just one company that controls the whole world supply and artificially inflates the price? You know? Because have you guys ever heard of De Beers? Oh, yeah. Right. Like right. diamonds are not worth what they're sold for. Because they hold it. But that it's, it's yeah, similar you know, then. Because, because it's the government that holds gold. And actually it's... China has been buying up so much gold recently from the U.S. They're they're building up their reserve. And some say it's to, uh, I don't know, somehow cash out of their American debts. Uh, But yeah, central governments have been buying up gold. And I think it's because their eyes are open. They're part of the pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) They know they need to be the ones holding the cards when the gold becomes the real valuable piece. If suddenly all the people had the gold more than the governments, they'd be powerless. The other thing you can buy in this book, seriously good book, they talk about this family in Italy that's held their wealth since the 1200s in the Middle Ages. And it's just this one family and they've survived Black Death, they've survived two world wars, loads of... uh, economic recessions and depressions and yet they have continued to hold this well through over 30 generations when one of them that's alive right now when when asked like how do you do it what's the secret it's the rule of thirds no that's for pictures (laughs) well no but you buy things that hold their value gold land fine art ah see i can get behind the land i can get behind the fine art gold and land we can find more in space and with the three of us, we are complete. Ben is gold. I am land. Joey is art. <laughs> but, but is that's that it, my, Ben? That's my, that's my theory for whatever the next crash is. Major crash. And the way to hedge your bets against it. I like it. We'll have to uh, kick it up a notch. Um, yeah, kick it up a notch. That's not conspiracy theory enough. I am talking about the plunge protection team, which is 100% real. So in March 1988, in the wake of the stock market crash of 1987, Ronald Reagan created, by executive order, the President's Working Group on Financial Markets. We'll call them the Plunge Protection Team, because that's what they really are. So the concept was to create an informed but informal advisory group on the markets for the President president and regulators. So um, they were charged with enhancing the integrity, efficiency, orderliness, and competitiveness of our nation's financial markets and maintaining investor confidence. So they're kind of like, uh, you know, behind the curtain, like a behind the curtain group. So originally their purpose was to report specifically on the Black Monday events in 1987, which what a time. The Dow fell 22% 
if only we could reach those levels today. We got those circuit breakers in place now. But the group has continued. Like, it, it was created just for that one event, but they've just been kept in place. And they've continued to meet and report to various presidents over the years. Um, but usually during turbulent times in the financial markets. So it's not a secret, like you can look up stuff about it. The plunge protection team isn't widely covered and they don't release minutes of its meetings or its recommendations. They only report to the president. And obviously if the government's most important financial officials are doing more than analyzing and advising, they're probably intervening in the markets themselves. You know, makes sense. But so it's speculated that the group executes trades on several exchanges when prices are heading downward and they collaborate with big banks such as Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley in unrecorded transactions. And then, so a more recent example, on Monday, February 5th, 2018, the Dow Jones experienced a drop that was twice as large as its biggest point decline in history. However, arbitrary and aggressive buying cut the decline in half in one day. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday of that week, stocks opened lower, you know, people were selling, um, and each time aggressive buying buoyed the markets, then and that aggressive buying, I'm saying, was orchestrated by the plunge protection team. Yeah, and then more recently, with our more, um, what happened at the beginning of this year. Um, so in April alone, 40.44 of the almost 45 points of uh, spy gains in April happened after hours, not during the day. If you look at... Um, yeah, no, during the day, it, it over the whole month of April, it only went up, like, you know, what, five points. And then the other 40 points were after hours. When the volume is low, so they can more easily affect or the price. Right. Because they don't need as much volume to affect it. I have a question. So when when the plunge protection team, if, if they want to move yeah. something, they're looking at the indicators like the Dow Jones and NASDAQ, is that what they look at? I'm not exactly sure because they don't or, release anything, but... Well, I'm just trying to figure out how they could actually get this done. Like, even if they were dealing with the big banks that have loads of money, like, do they just... Because that, that is a major undertaking to move, like, the Dow Jones You would have and not be able to have it detected. There'd have to be some sort of distribution among the companies within that overarching indicator to have it move because putting the money into like mm -hmm. spy that doesn't move the indicator. Yeah, that's not itself. going that to spy. actually move. Yeah, it can be spread up between all the companies. They can just go and use the government money or working with these banks to purchase up these equity or these. Yeah. Well, and it makes um, sense you know, to target the Dow, range. right? Because the Dow is 30 companies. So yeah. you don't have to deal with the whole S&P yeah. 500 or anything. Exactly. So if you look at, I, I mentioned in April, most of the gains were at night. But this isn't just like a recent trend or something that only happens during downturns. Um, when did I say that the plunge protection team was uh, 1988? Yeah. So looking at, again, looking at the S&P 500 as a total, not just SPY, um, but the whole list or the whole index starting from 1993 when it was created you can see well you guys can't see it but i have a graph um, so there's one line that shows regular hours and the other is outside regular hours and from 1993 until today actually this article is from 2018 but during regular hours if you 
only looked at the gains, excluding after hours, we would actually be below what the price was in 1993 at creation. Over, or like 600%, or pretty much all the gain is from outside of regular hours, which is just pretty wild to me. And I don't know, maybe this could be influenced by other things as well, because I wouldn't think that they would be uh, moving stocks during these times as well, but I just put it into our Discord so you can check it out. I like resources. It's pretty wild. Um, but I'm just, you know, plunge protection team. So does this just mean that stocks only go up? Well, that and with J-Pow saying that money's free, but that's another part of it. Um, but I mean, a bigger takeaway from this is stocks go up mainly overnight and not during the day, but... So no, if I just they, these are the yeah. these are the shadows behind the curtain, and they affect the market, and they're part of the new world order that is, they're they're manipulating the market. So then, as long as it's moving up more overnight than in the day, I should be able to just sell every morning, buy at market close, and I should, on average, be making money that way. I would. You would. You would on average based on the chart that Tim just showed, you'd make more money on average than if bought in the morning and sold right. at the end of the yeah. day. I like it. I like clear takeaways. Wait, yeah, so you you sell in the morning and buy at the end of the day. Right, sell in the morning, and then even if it goes up during the day, it's okay, because on average... It goes up at night, too. It'll go up more at night, and because you buy at the end of the day, it'll go more up at night. Yeah, that, again, we don't give it financial advice. <laughs> We really need you to read that disclaimer for this episode. There's a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and also, what happened in, oh, 2001, that's like the dot-com bubble, right? Yeah, that's pro there's the weird part in the graph yeah. that's probably affected by that. Um, yeah, that's the plunge protection team. There's no escaping them. They're unregulated. All now, right. Joey, so I'm we, really we, excited for yours. We've heard about the IMF Time for and, the big kahuna. and the plunge protection team, but let me put into context where these entities fit into the world order. So if you guys could direct your attention to the screen I'm sharing with you right now. Uh, for the listeners, I'll talk through what this graph looks like. At the bottom, you have the population, the workers, the wage slaves. That's all of us. That is the largest group. And on this pyramid, it is constructed such that each tier, so if, if you look at the, the population tier, there are more people in that than the entire rest of the pyramid, and every tier works that way. So, so you have this population, and it's most of the people. The population is controlled by the world population control groups, religion, governments, media, and schools. Mm. Uh, the religion, of course, just keeping people feeling like they're occupied and then also reasons to go to war. The government, uh, I mean, of course, they have the intelligence community, military, police, courts, prisons. That's pretty much directly controlling individual people. The media, obviously, giving us the information that they want us to know. And schools, you can't get more direct than that, just teaching people what we're supposed to learn. The, the thing is, these two bottom groups are larger than all the other top groups. So what's stopping them from just circumventing the system and taking over their own way? Well, that's because the world resource control comes in. If all the corporations in the world, which they are, are controlled by those above them, they control the world resources. And you and me, the wage slaves, can't get our hands on it. 
we can't start making pharmaceuticals and outdo Pfizer. They're going to crush us. So that kind of control is what keeps us all in check. And note that 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 tier is even above governments. So you might think that you're starting your own new country and you're going to be a different kind of government. But let me tell you, you're controlled by the world resource groups. Dang it, Joey, I was going to go start a country tomorrow. Well, sorry, Tim. Now I'm unmotivated. <laughs> and, you know, w within that government group, that's going to be where that pledge <laughs> protection team is. So, you know, they, they are working to control the population. But even but they, even they answer to the resource control because they want to get paid, right? And then of course, well, where would the um, where would the IMF fall? Is that still we're getting the there? That's the that's the next one. The Ooh, world financial control because all these companies they're controlling the resources. That that's where the stock market comes into play, right? It's these corporations trading, and people get rich off of it. You can make millions in the stock market. You think you're all powerful, but then the thing is that power that comes from that money you have is only because. The central banks, tax revenue, interest revenue, the World Bank, the IMF, and the Bank of International Settlements, they're all the ones deciding what's worth what. They're the ones that tell you a dollar is worth money. So it's okay. up to them to give value to the corporation. So if you have a company like De Beers, where we were talking about, where they've got the monopoly on diamonds, they're still just within the corporations right? or the world resource control. They're controlling they have, a specific They have resource, resource control. Gotcha. And the thing but, is, that resource isn't valuable unless the world financial system tells you. And and that's the, the whole thing. Like, like Ben said, we're kind of revolving around the dollar here. That's what the world financial control groups are currently using to control finance. Everything above that on the pyramid, I mean, it's just like think tanks include the United Nations and stuff, and they're making the plans. There's a committee of 300, rich families, crown council of 13, world monarch, you know, Illuminati stuff. But that's old news. Everyone knows that. So what I want to focus on is <laughs> is some like easy qualms with this. This is an old pyramid. And so you think, okay, does this apply today? What about like social media coming out? Mark Zuckerberg, he, he made Facebook and became a billionaire younger than these like Rothschild old money people, right? So, so what about guys like him? The thing is, innovators like Zuckerberg sprout up and then are taken in by one of these tiers. It can be different based on what he's in, but essentially, Facebook, for example, became the new media. It used to be TV and things telling us what to think, but now there's Facebook, social media out there. So, Zuckerberg basically got welcomed in to this this level around the committee of 300 and basically they they bribed their way into continuing to have control in an ever-changing world okay, but who do you think the world monarch is but wait i mean that wait before yeah, we cha before we change can i ask a question wouldn't 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 mark zuckerberg and facebook if it's like new media, wouldn't that fall well, into exactly. population and that, that's, control? Like that falls into population control, but say someone like but, um, but Elon Mark Zuckerberg, Musk. the man, would be up in the top tier, not his company. Right, exactly. So you get these innovators that oh, come out, I see. and they say, "Hey, we'll welcome you to this committee 
the top tier of humans in the world if we take your invention of Facebook and use it to control the populace. And of course, one person like Mark Zuckerberg at the mm -hmm. time when Facebook was growing but not all powerful like it is today, he wasn't in a position to refuse. <laughs> but what, what but well, I think there's only one way to find out if this is true. We need to find a, something that gets us billions, <laughs> billions of dollars. And we open we start we a Patreon uh, for this pur purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Patreon our way into but, the, no, the community. Who do you think the world monarch is though? Would it be someone that is like we we would all know? So I think that's tough because th this spans back ages and ages. And I don't think we know whether the world monarch is some kind of lizard person who's been there all along or whether <laughs> that position does continue to change. Who? <laughs> you know who I think it is? Who's Mansa, Mansa Musa? I don't know. You don't know is. who that is? Joey, do you know who that is? What? Oh my gosh. Oh, is he don't the know guy? who Mansa Musa oh, is? Oh, he's the guy that like wrecked Google the economies right of like now. Africa, right? He he No, it was well, kind of. He was a king in Africa and to date search estimated net worth, but he was estimated to be the oh. richest person to ever live. Um I right. Accounting for inflation. Oh yeah, it um, says Estimated to be around four hundred to four hundred fifteen billion in modern money of gold. Yep, and it was like mostly gold. Um, yeah, he was in charge of. No, but uh, Ben, no, it wouldn't be Mali. Mansa Musa. No, it'd be his descendant. Well, see, here's the thing: is he rich enough to uh, figure out the um, way to cheat death? The most and become the lizard person. The richest person ever <laughs> is estimated to be Augustus Caesar, but obviously he was killed, or that could have been a cover up. Because that's when he really ascended. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, because Augustus Caesar was supposedly worth four point six trillion dollars in modern day money. Pretty big. But guys, but but, Mansa Musa is number three. I, I do want to point out what you, the wage slave, can do to really get your life under control now that you are so woke. Because <laughs> all of this system is built to oppress us the people using the power of finance and that works because they control the value of the things we call valuable but what if there was something that's value came from the people not the higher-ups that thing is called Bitcoin Bitcoin <laughs> oh gains its keeps its value because it's on the ledger the blockchain that all of us have access to and can use to create a new economy, a new financial system. And because our tier of this pyramid is bigger than every one of the others combined, we can take over. Crypto. Go crypto. But I thought you were just going to say give up worldly possessions. I mean, I guess that's always an option, but that's kind of what they want you to do because then you're a non-threat. Ah, so you're saying we need to fight the man. We, we got to fight the man. Complicit. Because listen, they're already, look, look at Elon Musk, obviously has been assimilated into the higher up order. <laughs> obviously. And, and, it, and his master crazy. plan unfolding mysteriously coincides with the creation of the Space Force. The world monarch has already taken over the world and he's trying to expand into space. And once he has that avenue open, his power will grow exponentially and become unstoppable. 
that's why we need to take over right now. <laughs> Again, we do not <laughs> offer financial advice. Thank you for listening. This has been my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that'll. I think that'll do it for our conspiracy episode. Maybe we'll do another one in the future. If you if you guys have any, uh, if you listeners Maybe. have any more conspiracies or questions or comments, please post them in our Discord. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. And we will see you all next week with a normal <laughs> installment. <laughs> <laughs>